Hey everyone, Don here. Welcome to Friday Night Stripes. Tonight, I've got Andrew McGrath from uh, West Florida with me. How are you doing today, Andrew? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Don? Doing real well. So, um, Andrew, I, I asked Andrew to come on, um, and, and he graciously accepted to talk a little bit about the Gulf Atlantic Collegiate Football Officials Clinic. Um, that's one that I'm going to be attending here in a matter. What is it? It's a, it's just a month from tomorrow, isn't it? Yes, sir. Yeah, it'll be a month from tomorrow. You're exactly right. All right. So that's, that's March 13th and 14th. So by the time everybody hears this, it'll be a little less than a month, but, um, so looking forward to that. So let's uh, let's talk first about your how, how you got into officiating and 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 how your fishing career has gone so far, Andrew. Um, why don't you start with how, what got you into officiating? Well, so uh, uh, you know, once upon a time, I went to uh, George Mason University. Uh, I was a physical education major there, and a very good friend of mine, Peter Buchanan, uh, who had played football uh, in high school also officiated youth football and had mentioned to me it was a great way to make a little extra money on the weekends and still keep in touch with the game of football. And in 2003, I said, sure, why not? Let's go out there. And uh, we ended up being an officiating duo and started doing youth football in 2003. Okay, great. And you've been doing it ever since. So 17 years now, going on 17 now? Yes, sir. Yeah. So we started in 2003. Um, in 2006, Pete and I were lucky enough uh, at the time we were officiating in Northern Virginia, just outside of Washington, DC, uh, we were asked to work the USA football jamboree. It was a uh, special event they had out in Minnesota, just about an hour outside of uh, Minneapolis. Wow. Okay. And we went out there. Yeah, we went out there. They had flown us out there. Uh, great opportunity, uh, great snaps. A couple of people had happened to see us out there and they really liked what they saw and actually gave us an opportunity to move up to, college football the following season. So, uh, you know, got to be prepared and you had the opportunity and that was our luck that year. Well, well, that, that's great. That, that's, that certainly, um, obviously it's something you earned by, by your work on the field, but that's a, that's a great story by being able to move right into it and get going. Yes, sir. All right. Very good. And, and what do you, what, what do you currently officiate and, and, um, and, and what do you do? What's your, what, it, it, what's generally your your day job as well? Okay, so well by day I'm still a physical education teacher. Uh, I teach middle school PE at a uh, international baccalaureate uh, public school here in Tampa, Florida. Mm -hmm. And uh, for football, uh, I've just finished. Actually, this is my first year uh, this past season being off the field. I uh, took a position with the Big Ten in instant replay, and I also just completed my second season with the NFL. I work uh, in instant replay as a video operator which is the home-based uh, position with instant replay uh, that assists the replay official replay assistant with evaluating the video, uh, gathering up the clips of the video. And uh, this past year, I also worked a playoff game. I was able to travel to Green Bay to work the Green Bay and Seattle game. Oh, very, very nice. Very nice. As, as a video operator, is that what you were doing there? Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, I was working that. And uh, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a great way to keep in touch with the game. Uh, a lot of rules application, um, you know, and you, you get to really be part of a crew, both, uh, you know, whether at the collegiate level or the NFL level, you're really making sure that that crew, um, in case there's something that they missed or in case something gets misenforced, you really are that last, uh, you know, check for them to make sure that they get it right. And it's really been a great relationship and a great opportunity. 
Well, well, awesome. That, that, that's really great. Um, it, it and, and that's something that we haven't seen yet in Florida in the, uh, in the high school game. Um, I know they're bringing it around for the playoffs, but I don't, I don't think it, I think it was applied this year. I'm not sure it ever came into, into any of the uh, championship games this year. Correct. Yeah. I don't, I don't think the high school uh, leagues can really support it just yet. You know, the, uh, when I was speaking with a couple people about just the equipment alone, I believe they said it was like thirty to forty thousand dollars in equipment per school that it takes to run into replay. Right, right, and I know they had talked about doing it at the uh, at the state championship games, but I don't think they implemented that just yet. They're they're trying to figure that all out as far as money goes because that's that's absolutely it. There's a lot there, it, big investment there. It really is, and you know, and, and the idea, of course, within some replay is we're not there to correct every single little error. It's to really get the egregious ones and to assist the crew. Maybe the things that just fell a little bit outside their view. Um, sure. You know, as many, as many players they're watching, sometimes, you know, there's just something we can see as being the eye in the sky and especially being able to, you know, review the video before the next snap. But we're in no ways there to control the game and get every last little bit. It's, you know, let's keep the flow of the game. Let's just get the big ones when we have to. Right, right. Well, very good. That that that's that's very cool. I, I I haven't been able to talk to a replay official yet, so this is this is a, a new one. So glad to have you on. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, GACFOC. Um, how long ago did it start? What was what was the purpose behind it? What what's the driving force behind uh, what you're trying to accomplish there? All right. Well, so uh, back in 2015, late in the 2015 uh, football season. Uh, Scott Aronowitz, who's been a great friend of mine, and I, we talked about opportunities in football, especially here in Florida. And we both have been lucky enough to have a great uh, mentoring program of, you know, of veteran officials who took us under their wings and, and really helped us to move up and to, you know, make the best uh, of the opportunities that were provided to us. And we just realized that there wasn't as much of that here in Florida. I got my start again in Northern Virginia. Um, and, transplanted here to Florida in 2012. And we wanted to put something together that provided those opportunities because there's a lot of great officials here in the state of Florida and we just didn't see the opportunities becoming available. You know, we have a great, of course, all across the state. Uh, and then we have the junior colleges in the NEIA. And then it's a pretty big jump, whether, you know, either you go to the Gulf South as maybe your intermediary step, or you go straight up to Division One, uh, whether it be in the MEAC or Conference USA, SEC, AAC, et cetera, or ACC. Right. Um, and there just there wasn't a very good progression. So we came together and we said, well, how can we provide these opportunities? And for me, being an educator, it just it was an easy transition to move out of just being an official on the field to being an educator and. Uh, we reached out to a lot of great officials here in the state of Florida, um, all FBS officials, FCS officials who want to give back. And we created the camp in 2016, and this will be our fifth year. And each year our goal is, you know, to provide people the support and taking the next step. If you want it and you're ready to take that step, we're going to give you all the support that we can, and we're going to do it at cost, meaning – this isn't about Scott or I making money or any of the clinicians making money. We literally limit our camp each year to 64 officials only. And those 64 come in, we charge them exactly what's going to cost us, almost to the penny. And 
we provide them the best experience we possibly can uh, over you know the course of what used to be over about two and a half days. We've been able to really get it into two days and just make it a very great experience for all. Well, well, that's great. And what what level are of official are you looking is best at this camp? Is it somebody who's got a little college experience? Is it the high school official who's got a decent amount of experience and, and looking for other opportunities? Cause as you say it in Florida, it's tough. Um, you, uh, you've, you go, you got high school and then NAIA and then nothing, um, until you get way up the line. So, um, what, what level is, is best suited for, for this clinic? Well, and that's interesting. You know, it, it's a really good question. And when we first started out the camp, we really thought it was going to be helping the official maybe who was at the NAIA JUCO level and help them to work their way up. And what we realized is, yes, the first year of camp, that was the maybe unintentional focus of the camp because we really didn't know better at the time. Uh, but what we found is that there's a lot of great high school officials who, whether they've been working you know, three years at high school ball or whether they've been working 20 years at high school ball, uh, there's great officials there that just never had the opportunity to move up the chain or move up the ladder. And we see those high school officials now coming to camp. We see still the, you know, the A JUCO college officials coming in. We've also had an opportunity to now see a lot of Division II uh, officials come in. And in fact, uh, a couple of years ago, we had a uh, FBS official excuse me, an FCS official came in and uh, was looking to get better at, you know, what he does on the field. And rules-wise, he was feeling pretty good, but mechanics, he really got to learn a lot from the FBS official. That year, he went ahead and from the time of our camp to the end of that college season, he ended up working the FCS uh, national championship game. Oh, nice. Very nice. Right. So so, so the great you know, thing – yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, and I was just going to say is, you know, it's – I used, you know, as an official, you know, we used to think that the younger the official, the better. But what we realized is whether you're 25 or whether you're 55, there's a lot of great opportunities out there for officials. And, again, if you want it, this is the camp to come to. No one sits there and whether you're female, male, whether you're, you know, however old you are, how much experience you have. If you're there and you're coachable and you're ready to, you know, be trained by some of the best in college football and a couple of uh, guys also in the NFL now, they're more than happy to take you under the wing, mentor you, and get you to that next level if that's what you want. And, of course, the great thing about it as well is we're talking about March in Florida. So if you're if you're coming from somewhere up north, you're, you're escaping the cold weather, you come down to what's probably usually really nice weather, really nice weather maybe a little rain every one now and then. But how, how's the weather been at the camps previous years? I got to say, we've been lucky. Um, the first four years of the camp, we have not had – a single rain shower. Um, and now because I've said that, you know, this year it'll be a thunderstorm throughout the whole camp. But of course. We've, uh, yeah, we've been lucky. Um, and honestly, we've just truly been blessed, uh, you know, to, like I said, whether it be the weather, the facility, Southeast University, uh, where you've held it at for the five years, um, they offer just a very uh, top level facility, both for the scrimmage that we have on Saturday morning, but also for the classrooms because we do a lot of instructional, um, we have a lot of video from it, and uh, it, it just worked out perfectly. It, it's been great. Like I said, weather and environment has just been perfect. Well, excellent, excellent. So um, 
let's talk a little bit about about the structure of it. So you mentioned there's a scrimmage on on Saturday morning. Um, is it just uh, SEU that's scrimmaging against themselves, or what? What's the what's the f- uh, structure of the scrimmage? That's exactly it. So Southeastern uh, does scrimmage. They uh, they have their first team offense, first team defense, and second team offense and second team defense that go out there, and uh, they'll usually give us uh, in the range of about two and a half to three hours of snaps. And uh, you know, prior to that, uh, for the Friday portion of the camp, that's when we get a chance to bring in the attendees. We already have an idea of their experiential level as an official, but. Now what we're trying to do is say, well, here's the expectations of what we look for in a college official. Here's mechanically what we're looking for. And we give them the opportunity to get out on the field with us on Friday without the team out there and go through the motions. Hey, here's where you should be standing. Here's where you should be looking. This happens. This is how we want you to accordion it. Or here's how we should pinch in on this. And we give them all that on Friday. Uh, we do a uh, conference relay video with them as well. Um, so that by Saturday morning, when they get out on the field, they're comfortable with the clinician that they're going to be working with. The clinician's not there to get to get them, as sometimes you know uh, people have mentioned uh, when they've gone, you know, to different places in the country. Uh, but the clinicians there really they want to see you be successful, and they're going to give you pointers, and they're going to tell you what, you know, if you do, you know, if you see this on a play, I want you to react like this. And they look for that instant application, see how coachable you are, and how quick you are on the uptake. Uh, sure. And that's, that's really the format, you know, for, for the Saturday morning scrimmage. Go out there and work. Show us what you got. Um, we're all going to make mistakes. I mean, that, that's just part of the officiating. Um, and how easily do you move on to the next play? And how much are you able to take the critiquing of the clinician and apply it to instantly better your craft and show that you have that ability to be coachable and to work in the next play and not let the last play, you know, uh, continue to affect your officiating. That that plays in the past. Now we got to go to the next one. That's that's the new most important play of your life. Right. Got it. Got to keep, keep working to the, on to the next play. And, and it's just like a quarterback throwing an interception. Got to forget that one. Just go out there and keep throwing. So, um, got to, got to keep managing the game, um, regardless of whatever mistakes were made in the past. So, so that's about the scrimmage. You talked about getting everything ready mechanics wise on Friday. What about what other classroom work is there? You talked a little bit of video work. What, what other classroom work is there? So a lot of the classroom work, um, we're very lucky. Again, our, our clinicians bring in conference video from their various conferences, again, whether SEC, Big Ten, ACC, AAC, Conference USA, you name it. They're able to bring in the video that they use and that they study. Uh, and then, of course, in addition to, we have the video from the scrimmage. Uh, in the past, what we've done is we've actually strapped GoPro video cameras to the head. Uh, we're actually on the field, and we get a point of view look of everything that they're looking at during the play, and we capture that so we can go over that with them in the classrooms later and say, you know, here you are looking at your key. You got off your key a little bit earlier. You know, you didn't go to zone quick enough, or et cetera, et cetera. And we're able to help them, uh, you know, make those choices maybe a little bit quicker on the field and talk about, well, maybe this is why you missed this, or this is how this would have, uh, this could have been better officiated. Sure. Um, with, and with that, you know, we, we also have a, uh, for the second year in a row, Bill Carollo, who's the uh, supervisor of officials with the uh, the Collegiate Officiating Consortium, which includes the Big Ten, the Mid-American Conference, and the Missouri Valley Conference. He's going to uh, be a part this year. Uh, he is also part of the classroom discussions. You know, uh, the officials ask him, well, how do you move to the next level? What do you look for in an official? Um, we have Jim Guinan, who's a scout 
with the NFL for officiating, but he comes here and talks about the things that he looks for and, and what it is that he sees on the field that catches his eye when it comes to finding an official. Uh, sure. Jimmy Russell, who's a product of the uh, Florida officiating system uh, and is now in his, uh, well, he'll be beginning his second year in the NFL this coming season. He'll be there to discuss the opportunities in Florida and how he was able to take advantage of those opportunities and let the officials know the path that he took and how you can, you know, rise to that next level. Um, Tyrone Anderson, who's with the Tom Beard football officials camp, will be there. Uh, Ron Cherry, uh, former ACC referee, who's now uh, working with the ACC also, he'll, he'll be there as well. And these are all great veterans who have a lot to give. Some of them on the field, some of them now off the field. They have a sure. lot to give back and help guide these officials. And so that, that makes up a lot of our classroom time. Um, you know, the scrimmage is really important. But what we find is that a lot of the off-the-field stuff, which you learn in the classroom, helps you finesse that product on the field. And it's great right. to get snaps. We want guys to keep getting snaps. Um, and also, you know, part of the classrooms is making those contacts with the clinicians. You know, we typically are at about a two attendees per one clinician or three attendees per one clinician ratio throughout the camp. And that gives them really that one-on-one time they need and as opposed to maybe the 10 or 20 to one ratio, which sometimes you can get when with some of the bigger camps. Sure. Sure. No, I, I know I, I went to the, uh, to the Sioux empire, uh, football officials clinic last year. Um, and, and there was a lot of good classroom work there and a lot of good scrimmage work there. So, and, and, and it was a case of the scrimmage. I was able to pick up three or four things that I, I added to my uh, game this year, um, made me a better, mechanically better official uh helped me line up certain things just right and then the classroom discussions were where i really got engaged and 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 had a good back and forth with uh brandon cruz from the the big 12 about a catch no catch call and and what they're looking for on replay and and how that didn't make a lot of sense to me and and we talked a little bit about the philosophy behind it so um both both sides are very important we we talk a lot on on here about getting snaps um but that it's not just getting snaps, seeing things, seeing snaps on video is, is also just almost as helpful as actually getting the actual snap. Um, because it's just a matter of being able to apply what you're seeing and what, what your brain process is as the play is going on. So that when that exact thing happens or something similar to that happens, you know how you're going to react. I agree. I mean, and you can never see too much video because there's just so many times that you can't experience every single, you know, situation that could occur on the field. And through video, those mental steps that you're getting through the video, you can see how it was officiated. Maybe what you would do differently. Maybe what your supervisor would want you to do differently, but you can at least walk yourself through the steps. I still do it even with games on TV. You know, I'll make sure that you know, I have a DVR and I'll pause it and talk about, okay, well, is the official in the appropriate position or what aspect of this play is reviewable? And I'll go through the steps in the process of analyzing every single play. So then when I finally do get to the field on whether it's Saturday or Sunday, I already know how I'm going to officiate that particular play if I was to, have, if I was to see it again. 
Sure, sure. And, and and I think we all do that to some degree. I I know probably drives my wife crazy. We we were watching the national championship game and and there was a there was a call that went to replay and I'm like, "Ooh, that one's going to be tough." And I I rewound it for and I told her what they were looking for and why it was going to be a difficult one for them to determine and I I I'm sure she doesn't care in the end. But <laughs> well, it's, something- it's funny. I, you say that and it's funny because there's a lot of times uh, I'll, I'll go to games as a fan, you know, outside of outside of my normal uh, schedule, and I'll go there, and I find myself actually watching the officials and not really caring about the, the, the game at all, and I'm watching officials saying, what's he doing, or why is he doing this, and I'm learning and picking up on things, also, you know, going through my head of, well, what would I do, and, you know, fortunately, sometimes I don't enjoy the game for the actual game as much as I'm enjoying it for the officiating side. Right, right, uh, absolutely, and and again, probably drives my wife crazy because that's the type of stuff I talk about. I'm like, well, he, I, I, I'm not a college official, so I'm not going to critique him, but that doesn't feel like that's the right place he should be on that particular play. So, um, again, probably drives her crazy. Well, let's talk a little bit about. Um, is there anything that that came up in in your your year in the in the past year or two that that was a little odd that that would be just a good general play to talk about um based on your work I mean, with I'll, the I'll, replay and and stuff like that well absolutely and you know it, it, replays is, is an interesting place to be and um you know i've, I've had a really a really awesome opportunity with uh the trainers that we have with the uh with the big ten um and dean blandino uh having worked with us as well and you know, and replay, it's so different than on-the-field fishing. Because on the field, you always go with your gut instinct. Mm-hmm. What does it feel like it is? Even if you can't quite see it, you have a pretty good feeling of what it is. And in replay, we really have to have that video. And right. so we've had a couple instances this year and, and where we would have plays, for example, a goal line play, where we can see a runner is clearly run up the middle. And gosh, you know, you really sit there and you think, I bet you that guy's across the line. If the officials on the field have ruled it short of the, of the goal line, and you get into the video and he runs into a big pile of guys, and you just can't see the ball, and you don't know where that ball is in relation to the goal line, you know, you, you feel kind of bad because your center's saying, I kind of got to go with the stands with cold on this one. You know, I don't have any video evidence that's allowing me to say that, yeah, that ball crossed the goal line. Right. Um, and it, 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 it's a tough place to be, but, you know, in the industry of, or, you know, in, in, in into replay, you don't, you can't go with gut aim. You have to go with, does the video show it? It does. Does it give you a direct shot down the line? Or does it give you, um, if you're looking at feet on the sidelines, do you have a video angle? If the official saying his feet are in, do you have an angle that shows that his feet are in? Do you have anything that is definitive that you can go to and say this, video shot right here is telling me that there's his feet were out of bounds or that the ball did cross the goal line. And, you know, we, we have those happen during the season. You know, we'll take the extra, sometimes the extra minute or two to review it. Although we don't, we don't like stopping the game for, you know, a longer period of time than we have to. We really know there, there's that gut feeling that you know that the ball is probably in a certain place or that the feet were out of bounds or whatever might have happened during the playing. You're just making sure that you've gone and exhausted every video and camera angle that's being provided to you before you finally can say, yes, you know, call stand, you know, stand was called or confirmed. Now, the sure. big one this year for us was targeting. Right. Um, targeting in the past, we've, 
could confirm it, um, or and we it could be overturned. But we also had the opportunity to go with stanzas called. And this right. year they said, no more stanzas called. Either you're confirming it or you're overturning the call in the field. And you know, of course, with the creation of targeting by into replay, you can create that foul. And I think that was a great. Um, addition this year for college football. So it doesn't leave that gray area. Well, I think it's there, but I'm not 100% sure because the video angle's not good enough. Right. Look, at the video angle's not good enough, then it's just not there. Just, you know, you got to move on, put them back in the game, and, and let's play ball. Right. No, that, that, I think that was a great addition to the college game as well, is, is it, it, it removed the likelihood of a player being ejected from the game. If there was any uncertainty, it came into replay is going to look at it and they're going to make a definitive decision. Yes, it is. Or no, it's not. And we're going to go on from there. No, there's no longer any ambiguity. The only ambiguity is the fans not necessarily agreeing that that was targeting, but there there's, there's what the fans feel. And then there's what the, the rule is and what the philosophy is about protecting not only these players, but protecting the, the future of the game. Absolutely. Well, and that's just it. You know, the, um, you know, as officials, you know, we're, I remember Bill Lamani saying this once upon a time, called us the guardians of the game as officials. Mm-hmm. And while we can't protect the players in every aspect and instance of the game, we really do as officials can help and, um, you know, and, and trying to ensure that player safety and, and, and that, that proper playing field for them. And, you know, and just ensuring the safety. And we ensure the safety of the field when we go out there and we take a look at the field and we walk around the field and make sure that, you know, there's nothing out there that could potentially injure a player. But during the game, you know, I, I do like the fact that we have more ability to, again, protect the safety of the players and hopefully help with their long-term health as best as we can. Right, right. Well, very good. So as as we approach camp this year, what what are you looking for next year and the year after? Because not everybody listening to to this podcast is going to be able to make plans to make it down this year. They might come down in future years. Um, so so what are you looking for in the future? How, what what are the future expansion plans of of the camp? Well, you know, as we're looking forward, the one thing that we really don't ever want to change first and foremost is the camp numbers we, we really like keeping it small we like keeping it if you will intimate for the official so that it doesn't get too big and again you know be, because it's not a money-making camp um whether we have 64 164 out there you know it's still uh it's still bringing in the same profit which is of course zero at the end of the day right but even more importantly we're trying to expand the opportunities for officials um and specifically in instant replays you know instant replays becoming a bigger part of the game uh, and we see it even growing more in the future and having an even bigger impact as being part of the crew and uh, supporting the crew and being an integral part to the, uh, to the game. So we were looking, hopefully, this year of, of adding an instant replay uh, opportunity or two within our camp. Uh, it may happen within the camp. It may be something that we're going to have to look to do um, in a separate session, uh, but we're working on that right now. But definitely in the future, that's going to become part of – it's going to become a part of our camp. And, sure. Uh, give you know, just give officials just another opportunity, another path, and, and officiate. And you know, to be honest, two years ago, if you had told me that my path would go into replay, I would have told you absolutely not. I, my my goal is to be on the field in the NFL one day. And uh, I got to be honest, I'm loving this path. It's uh, it's great. It uh, allows me to be the rules nerd that I like to be, and 
it just it, it's a different way to, to have an effect in officiating. Well, excellent. Yeah, it it replay is certainly only going to grow from here. Um, it's it, it's at every conference at the FBS level. I don't know about the FCS level, but it's only going to work its way down um, and 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 become more and more prevalent uh, to a point. Probably won't get it down at the NAIA level, but to a point that it's going to work its way down, providing more uh, opportunities for more officials. Absolutely, and that's just it. We, you know, and like I said, we have we have great officials here in Florida. Um, I've worked with a lot of great officials. Uh, I've seen a lot of great officiating here, um, and as instant replay is starting to grow more and more uh, within football, you know, in the past it's usually been the officials who had put in their you know, their, their careers on the field, and maybe they had another, you know, five years or so to give, and they would go to instant replay and, and work as a replay official, and that would be the uh, the twilight of their career, and then they would retire. Now, you know, we're shifting more to the, a younger age group, um, but we're also it's shifting to a more analytical uh, age group, or an, an analytical official, rather, who can sit there and, you know, uh, and we hear about these individuals who are engineers and, and have these backgrounds and these technical uh, careers who actually make great replay fishes because they're able to go through the process and the same process over and over again and play and repeat that process and be just so thorough. Sure. And we're seeing replay officials that they're bringing in, you know, who are in their early forties and they know that these replay officials can be around 20, 25 years. Uh, it's a lot of training that these replay officials go through um, and the last thing you want to do is put, you know, two, three good years of training and make that investment only to have them retire out two to five years later. And, and you have to change, you know, you have to train the next group to come in and replace them. Uh, but it, it's quickly shifting. It, it, it's, uh, it's actually very interesting. You know, you're going to see a lot more younger replay officials who are going to be able to stay with the game a lot longer and assist those crews for a lot longer and develop that cohesiveness that makes that sure. crew feel that much more, you know, comfortable and, and successful on the field. And, and it, there, there's probably no more, no, no, no bigger example than that, than Dean Blandino himself, um, who, who, who came in into replay. Uh, and that's, that's the way he came. He, he came in at, not as an on-field official, right? That's correct. Yeah. D- Dean, absolutely. And he's, uh, he's been the architect of it's replay. What, what we've seen replay go through and still as it's growing, um, you know, between Dean Blandino, you know, uh, Bill Carollo, Who's, uh, who's my boss in the Big Ten? It's just it's it's amazing what the what they've been able to do with replay and develop it. And again, Dean Blandino, not being that on-field official, he's really made replay um, a huge integral part of the game. And it's it's pretty awesome to do that when he's not ever spent any time on the field. Right, right. Well, Andrew, I. I do greatly appreciate your time this evening. Um, I, I wanted to talk about this camp and, and, and uh, like I said, I was at Sioux empire last year. I'm looking forward to being at this one this year. Um, it, it'll be a lot of fun and it's a nice early jump on football so that I can be thinking about it in March instead of in the summer, or in addition to in the summer, but I can be working on March as well. So I, I look forward to being out there. Absolutely. Well, now, you know, and we're happy to have anybody and everybody who wants to come out. We've got a, a few uh, spots that just opened up. A couple people weren't able to uh, follow through with uh, being able to come to camp. So if anybody's interested, please come visit us at the uh, Gulf Atlantic, you know, Gulf Atlantic Collegiate Football Officials Camp uh, website and uh, send us an email. We'll be happy to see if there's a way we can accommodate you and, uh, you know, help you take that next step in your career in officiating. 
Okay. And what's the, what's the best way to, to contact? I, I know I, um, that the URL I'm looking at is FLNCAA football officials camp.com. Um, it, it, that's one of, that's one of the ways to, to reach out. What other ways are there to reach out? Well, absolutely. Um, folks are more than welcome to contact me at a uh, GACFOC at gmail.com. Or if they want to reach out by phone, more than welcome to call or text me at 703-899-4098. I, I love talking football, so anytime someone wants to get a hold of me, and uh, whether they just want to chat about the camp or they want to chat about a play, always love to entertain that because I'm always learning more too. Awesome. Well, again, thank you very much, Andrew. I greatly appreciate it, and uh, and we'll see you in a few weeks. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate your time, Don. Sure. Thanks for listening to Friday Night Stripes. Show notes and links to all of the episodes can be found on our website at FridayNightStripes.com. Reviews on Google Podcasts or Apple iTunes are always appreciated as they will help us reach more officials. We are always looking to talk to officials everywhere, so if you want to be a guest, please email hello at FridayNightStripes.com. If you have comments, ideas, or want to correct a mistake we made, you can email us at hello at FridayNightStripes.com. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Facebook group, Friday Night Stripes, or following us on Twitter at Friday Night Stripes. Show music is Fight 'Em Down by Flash Fluority, licensed by PremiumBeat.com. We'll see you on the next episode.